Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. So I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you do just that. Today is day 29 of my, wait, is it day 29? Okay, hold on. Today is day 29 of my 30-day challenge, but I was thinking I got to go to the 31st, so now I'm a little confused. But anyway, today is day 29 of this lost and found challenge where I have been challenging myself every day to commit to daily prayer, journaling, and podcasting. So if you are new here or if you have not been keeping up, scroll on back and you'll see your girl has been dropping daily solo sermons. Um, Really just, again, to commit to what I feel like God has been calling me and not just calling, but like, pushing and slapping me upside the head (laughs) to do. So here I am. One of the things that has kind of come up over these last 29 days, it really came up in like the first 10 days, was um, moving these solo sermons onto their own podcast. So that is one of the things that I am going to be working on in the next few weeks. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that because I left it up to y'all. I did multiple polls to see if y'all think that I should keep it here on Girl Stop Plan or move it over to its own show. And y'all said that y'all wanted me to move it to its own show. So I'm definitely going to be counting on you to come over and subscribe as soon as that's ready. But these solo sermons definitely do have their own vibe. I really feel like they are my downloads directly from God a lot of times for me. um, And, you know, I get to share it with y'all. So today is no different. Once again, y'all about to get all up in my business. Um, But it's all meant to be, you know, of service, obviously. So we're talking about pulling the plug. What does that actually mean? Well, in the context of today's solo sermon, I want to get into this this concept of attachment styles. Now, I am kind of new to the attachment style conversation. So let me just preface that this conversation by saying that I'm going to drop a link in the, the show notes where you can learn more about attachment styles and like read verbatim the rest of Um, of this article. I'm going to give a a quick summary, but I'm going to link it. And then I'm also going to link a quiz that I found if you want to figure out like what your attachment style is. I don't know about you, but I was definitely the little girl that was taking all of the quizzes in the back of the magazines, like the Cosmo magazine, the teen, whatever they were. Um, Y'all know those magazines back in the day. Like I wanted to take all of the quizzes all of the time, whatever it was give me the quiz. So I'm always looking for ways that I can just learn more about myself that never went away. So I was definitely all into it when I first heard about it. So I went 
I don't know if y'all have heard of tonight's conversations. It's a pretty popular podcast. So I went to uh, tape that podcast. I think it was last summer, 2022. I went to tape it. And a, a lot of the topics were centered around these attachment styles. Now, prior to this, I had literally never heard the phrase attachment style. But the fact that all of these people that were on this podcast were having these in-depth conversations about attachment styles and I had never even heard of it, I felt some type of way. So I started looking into it, obviously, started really figuring out where I kind of fit in. Um, But most recently... When I got this new therapist, she actually like focuses on attachment styles and helps you figure out how to get recalibrated, basically. So I'm going to pause here and explain what an attachment style is for those of you who are like me and had no clue about this. Most of us have heard of the love languages, right? We know whether our love language is acts of service physical touch, quality time, like we've heard of that concept for the most part. Attachment styles is similar in concept of like, it's this is how you show up in a relationship. So an attachment style is a specific pattern of behavior in and around relationships. It is shaped and developed in early childhood in response to relationships with someone's earliest caregivers. So how you are showing up in relationships right now, today, at this big age, is directly related or in direct response to the relationships that you had with whoever was around you when you were a child. So it says caregivers because not everyone grew up you know, with their mom and dad or their biological parents, or, you know, like everybody's situation was their own. So whoever were those influences for you, whoever was your caregiver, like taking care of you the majority of the time, whatever that relationship was like, that is what your attachment style is based on. So how you are showing up right now in romantic relationships, platonic friendships, in relation to people at work, all of the relationships, like whenever you are relating to someone, your attachment style is showing up. Your attachment style is literally like your personality in relationship. It's your level of avoidance or anxiety in relationships. So for a lot of people, when we think about like, we talked about the alpha woman, the strong black woman, when we think about that, like archetype, like that type of woman, a lot of times her strength, her seeming to be so tough or presenting as such a tough person is really linked to trust issues and fear. And so it's very clear to identify how it can sometimes show up in other people, but sometimes it's harder for us to see how it's showing up for ourselves. So taking these quizzes that are like objective questions that you just answer, a lot of times that can help you in figuring out how you're showing up if you, you know, are not about to hire a therapist that can help you figure it out. So I had taken the quizzes, but when I got with this therapist, 
she helped me after our very first session together to realize that I, oh, let me tell you what they are. I'm sorry. Before I just start telling you my business, let me tell you what these four attachment styles are. So secure attachment, which is like, this is ideal. Okay. This is where you want to be. A person with a secure attachment style is able to trust others and be trusted, love and accept love and become close to others with relative ease. They're not afraid of intimacy. They don't feel panicked when their partners need time or when they need space away from them. They are able to depend on others without becoming totally dependent. So this is like ideal. This is where you want to be. Having a secure attachment, sis, yes. If that's you, you are lit, okay? Because how many of us can relate or feel triggered by the thought of um, we are able to love and accept love? Because most of us can give, but some of us have such a hard time receiving. Some of us can't even let homeboy open the door for us. Can't even let the man at the grocery store who offered to help us with these heavy ass groceries. We can't even let him lend a helping hand. Okay. So how many of y'all, a hit dog is going to holler. How many of y'all are triggered by that love and accept love? Okay. Trust and be trusted and trust others because I could feel like I'm trustworthy all day, but am I able to let my guard down for long enough to actually trust you? So a secure attachment, they got it all together. Okay. 56% of adults supposedly have this secure attachment style. Then there's the anxious attachment style. People with an anxious attachment style tend to be very insecure about their relationships, often worrying that their partner will leave them and thus always hungry for validation. So can y'all relate to either being the girl or seeing the girl? Okay, because if we haven't been her, most of us have seen her, the girl that is like super clingy. She like, it's very clear that she has abandonment issues. Like she's super clingy. She don't want her man to go nowhere without knowing his every move. He got to check in. Like she wants to make sure that he's hers. And a, an anxious attachment is often associated with neediness or like I just said, clinginess, such as getting very anxious when your partner doesn't text back fast enough. You're like blowing up their phone. Like you got to make sure Everything is whatever you think it is. Constantly feeling like your partner doesn't care enough about you. So you are going out of your way to make sure they care about you. All right. So that is the anxious attachment style. 19% of adults are anxious. Avoidant attachment style. That's the third attachment style. This is a type of insecure attachment marked by a fear of intimacy. So people with an avoidant attachment style tend to have trouble getting close to others or trusting others in relationships because they ultimately don't believe their needs can be met in relationship. So typically people who have a history of being hurt, like they have tried, they have gotten their heart broken. They are the type of people that are like, I'm never going to date again. Like a lot of middle, middle aged, like our moms who got divorced, a lot of them have that mindset and mentality of like, I'm done with men. 
keep them away from me. I'm never going to have another man. Like marriage is not on the table. I don't even want companionship. I don't need no man. That typically comes from them holding on to that hurt. So because they are hurt, they are going to just avoid it all the way around. So 25% of adults have avoidant attachment style. In relationships, avoidant people typically maintain some distance from their partners. They are emotionally unavailable, okay? They may even find relationships to be suffocating and avoid them completely. So they could also be the type of person who is like, oh my God, this is too much. Like I'm gonna run at the first sign of like, this could be leading to a relationship. So I'm just gonna go the opposite direction because I'm afraid, so I'm gonna avoid it. And then number four is fearful avoidant. So this is a combination of both the anxious and avoidant attachment styles. People with fearful avoidant attachment both desperately crave attention and want to avoid it at all. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They're reluctant to develop a close romantic relationship, yet at the same time, They feel a dire need to feel loved by others. Now, this is where, and this is also known as a disorganized attachment. This is where I feel like a lot of the women that I was coming in contact with when I had the single wives club, this is where I would say they fell in line because they were obviously here, like literally paid money, invested their money, are spending time to be a part of this single wives club, which was all about single women preparing to become wives. So they obviously had this desire, but at the same time, they were like avoiding relationships. They didn't want to go outside. They didn't want to put themselves in any positions to actually be approached or meet a man or be seen. So it was like they really, really wanted it, but they stayed away from it at the same time. And so that inconsistency is definitely going to lead to inconsistent results, which is why it is so important for us to get really real about who we are and how we're showing up in relationship, even if we're not thinking about romantic relationship. Okay. So if you are, you know, if you're feeling triggered right now, then you definitely need to keep listening. You definitely need to go read the article. You definitely need to take this quiz because Being triggered is a sign that there's some underlying thing that you need to work on and work through, right? We are moving into this new season as our best selves. Again, I am all about the be, do, and have. You have to become the woman before you can do the thing and have what you want to have. Okay, so who do we need to become? Before we can figure out who we need to become, we got to know how we are showing up right now. So, In this therapy session, I got the very unfortunate news that my attachment style is anxious avoidance, okay? Anxious avoidant, meaning I'm anxious. I got trust issues, okay? Y'all already know I got these mommy issues. Y'all already know I got these issues with my sister. These people who were, again, caregivers, the people who I spent the most amount of time with 
when I was a, a, a child. So because I developed this distrust for my caregivers, that causes me to be anxious, aka untrustworthy with other people in relationships now as a grown ass woman. So that anxiety, because I got trust issues, because I don't like the way it feels to be vulnerable based on what that felt like as a child, I avoid those type of situations. So a lot of my relationships are super surface level. I had 14 bridesmaids in my wedding, okay? 14 bridesmaids. And out of those 14, I would say 12 of those relationships are very surface level. People who I am not in, and I don't think that, you know, in order to have a real friendship, you have to be in consistent communication, but they're not deep, meaningful friendships. And these are like revelations that I'm coming to, you know, recently over the last few years in doing this self-work. It's like really looking at the relationships that I have and the depth of those relationships. And that's one of the things that I'm being super intentional about now and moving into this new season is like moving more into those deep, meaningful relationships with a, you know, select handful of people. Now that you got to have 15 friends, but do you have four or five, you know, that you can really tap in with and tune into? And if you don't, probably related to these attachment styles. If y'all listen to the episode I did a couple weeks ago with Sybil, Sybil is like, I don't know if there's a such thing as a friendship expert, but she is like, her podcast is called The Great Girlfriends and it's all about friendship. So she does this friendship thing herself. And then she digs into these topics every single week on this show. And our conversation really led me to consider and reconsider the importance and the impact having these meaningful friendships really has like on the rest of our lives. Because we always think about, or we always hear about, you know, the benefit of marriage and having companionship and having a life partner, you know, in terms of growing old together and all of those types of things. But your friendships play a major role in that as well. And so if you have, you know, this anxious or avoided attachment style like me, and that is keeping you from forming those really meaningful, valuable relationships, then it's time for you to figure it out. Like it's time for us to first identify what this attachment style is and then figure out how we can start taking some action so that we can move closer to the secure attachment style, which again is ideal. I be telling people all the time, and I've told this to my therapist, the life coach that I had, like it is nothing but God that I have this husband of mine because the way that I have these trust issues, the and and the, the crazy thing is, it's not even crazy. I know why I have this husband because I don't have daddy issues. I got mama issues. So the relationship that I have with my father is much more of a secure attachment style, which is why I have consistently been the home girl. I've always had homeboys. I've kind of been a tomboy. I've just always had those male relationships because of the relationship that I have with my father. So I guess it's not really surprising that I have this husband because I don't have trust issues with men. However, 
for me to have this level of intimacy with my husband where I'm really able to let my guard down and I was really able to let him in, that to me is like profound because I know that I have these trust issues. Um, and so one thing that I, you know, am able to like put language to and can really verbalize that was different with him among any relationships, not just with men, but even my friendships is like, he made me feel safe. He made me feel seen. He is just an amazing listener and not just a listener that's like, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, but he's asking questions like he is locked in. He's going to follow up in the next conversation. And that is consistently just who he is. So that was something that I that I appreciated. That was something that really um, showed me that I could let my guard down because he was invested and it wasn't he didn't make me feel like he wanted something from me or he was trying to find out something about me. You know, it was never in a way that made me feel like I couldn't trust him. So there were key things that he did and ways that he showed up that were significant that allowed me to let my guard down. And so I'm able to identify that now. And hopefully I can offer some hope for anybody who is feeling triggered right now. Like, damn, I am anxious. Dang, I am avoided. Man, I have been showing up in this way. I have been clingy. You can absolutely still have meaningful relationships. I believe God is always, you know, putting people in position who we need in, in that time and in that season. And again, a miracle that I was able to um, recognize these things in this man and, and, and allow him to, you know, love me. And what did I say? Love and let, you know, be loved. It's possible though. But instead of going off of what's possible, Let's work on increasing the probability, right? Possibility versus probability. Is it possible? Yes. But do you just want to be out here on a prayer? No. Let's try to make it more probable. Self-awareness is essential if we are going to increase our chances of anything. But when we're talking about meaningful relationships, fulfilling relationships, again, I believe that our blessings come from God, but they come through people. In order for them to come through people, you got to get a relationship with some people, right? Some people got to know who you are. Some people got to be able to speak your name. Some people got to be able to, to, to point somebody in your direction. Some people got to be able to make that connection, do that introduction. So you are going to have to be in relationship with people, even if we're not talking about romantic, romantic relationship. You're going to, life requires relationship. So in really, really getting real about how you're showing up and being willing to pull the plug on this attachment style, self-awareness is essential because it's not enough to just pinpoint the root. Like I could, again, blame my mama, blame my sister all day long, but what am I doing about it? I can talk about it, but am I really taking action towards doing something different? Because I cannot continue to use an excuse based on whatever I've experienced. So it's going to take conscious, intentional, daily decisions, and it is not easy, okay? It, breaking these generational curses is hard as hell. Being the chain breaker, it is not for the weak. I be asking God, like, are you sure? 
You know, it would just be so much easier to not give a damn. It would just be so much easier to be okay with the status quo. It would just be so much easier to just go along with what everybody else got going on. But when you see something better, when you want something better, when you know that you are being called to greater, it requires you to do more. And so today I'm encouraging you, get really real about how you're showing up, who you are in this season so that you can really figure out how to step into the best version of yourself in the next season. Some of the things that I'm personally doing, I am spending, intentionally spending more time with the people who I do trust. Because if I can't sit around here and say, okay, I want these deep friendships, these deep relationships, when God has gifted me with some people who I truly can't trust. Like I am surrounded by some really amazing people, but I have not been intentional about them. I've been fumbling the bag with my friends. Like I've been fumbling some really great friends. So being more intentional and making more time for the people I trust is really going to be um, a priority for me. Also being assertive um, is going to be a priority for me because I think a part of my trust issues and why I keep continuing to get myself in these situations with people who are untrustworthy is because I'm not assertive. I, I don't speak up for myself up front. It's not until, you know, you didn't push me to the limit and I don't have a choice. And I because of my lack of boundaries, because of my lack of setting healthy boundaries, I kind of let people just do whatever they want to do. And then I get mad about it later. So I'm working on being assertive. I'm working on having those healthy boundaries. These are things that I can be intentional about knowing what this attachment style is, knowing that I'm already starting like at a level zero, zero, zero. I know that I got these trust issues. I know that I'm coming to the table with this anxiety. I know that I naturally want to avoid these conversations or these deep meaning. I know that I naturally want to avoid that. So I am going to have to be intentional about taking action so that I can become the woman that God is calling me to be in this season. Check the show notes below so that you can get really real about how you're showing up. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow.